You're listening to the Teaching Matters podcast, brought to you by the University of Edinburgh and part of the Teaching Matters blog. Teaching Matters brings together students and staff in conversation, debate, and celebration of learning and teaching in higher education. Feel free to share your comments with us, either directly on the blog or email us at teachingmatters at ed.ac.uk. You can listen and subscribe to the Teaching Matters podcast at Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and music is provided by Hook Sounds. Back in September 2020, we decided to run a series on Teaching Matters, on the student experience of learning digitally. We wanted to focus on and amplify the student story of having to adapt, albeit with great agility, to digital learning and working. We asked our student contributors, what was it like to be a student during months of lockdown? What did they learn about the move to digital in terms of their productivity, ability to collaborate and do group work? What was study life balance like? How did it impact their concentration, creativity, curiosity, wellness, sense of belonging, access to learning resources and anything else we hadn't thought to ask? In this episode of Teaching Matters Out Loud, Kathy Bovell, a senior lecturer in student engagement at the Institute for Academic Development at the University of Edinburgh and a visiting fellow at the University of Winchester, reads from her post published on the 1st of October 2020 that bookended our series and captures many of the key insights from the university's response to the move to digital teaching and learning. We've come a long way since March and April. Some people I've spoken to don't even want to mention March and April 2020. It was an incredibly challenging time for students and staff. We moved rapidly to remote teaching and learning with very little warning. This was experienced by many staff as emergency teaching with almost no time for thinking through the best ways to do things. And for many students, it often involved getting to grips with completely new ways of learning. But we should also acknowledge that some people thrived. As a university, we have significant expertise in running online master's programmes, and suddenly those teaching on these programmes were in demand for their advice and guidance. We also have significant expertise within our information services group in offering support and advice to those who were new to the idea of teaching online. And IS colleagues and school learning technologists did a Herculean task of supporting colleagues with remote teaching and students with remote learning. When we started to realise that this pandemic was not going to be over by July, we started to see much more attention to considering longer term health and wellbeing for students and staff working from home. The student blogs in this month's Teaching Matters have highlighted some of the very real challenges experienced by students during lockdown. For example, Kat Cassidy referred to experiencing the harsh and unmatched silence of an empty room and facing worries when learning online about how did I look? Was my hair all right? What could people see of my childhood bedroom? She reflected, as the months went on, I found myself feeling deflated and caring less about my appearance, rolling out of bed and logging into a call, tired of putting in the extra effort and continuing a facade of wellness. These feelings may feel familiar to others who are hearing this. Equally, the student blogs this month have also shared positivity and creativity and hope. Jen Liu described a good day when friends gathered in the residence hall. We exchanged food. We had a chat about the current situation and mood. Her beautiful embroidery, which illustrates her blog, 
became a way of harnessing positivity. Frustration, anxiety and irritability are all in the creative process. However, the tranquil embroidery would gradually bring me out of depression. In another blog, Hazel Lang described how she enjoyed creating a new home working space by arranging my favourite postcards and prints to brighten up my little room. I appreciated the smaller things. It was making nice coffee in the mornings before I started work. It was the luxury of taking my dog out for an hour after lunch and enjoying the fields and the woodland areas next to my home. It was setting up my laptop and sketchbooks in the garden on the warm days. For the most part of lockdown, I felt fresher and fitter. We had frequent online meetings with the class and tutors, which on the whole were uplifting and motivating. I feared communication would be difficult during home learning, but the Blackboard video meetings and sharing boards were easy and a joy to be part of, as they captured a small aspect of the social studio space we had all been missing. As we started to plan for hybrid teaching in semester one, the reality began to hit people that this would be complex. This was not just about using our expertise from those leading online master's programmes. This was about finding new ways of building community among one cohort of students who could be in person and on campus, connecting digitally, perhaps self-isolating in a hall of residence, and connecting digitally from another time zone, and doing this over and over with all cohorts of students and recognising a student could move from one to another of these different forms of learning at different points. I'm humbled by the sheer hard work of colleagues and the sheer determination of students to make the best of this difficult, complex situation. Staff have worked tirelessly to ensure buildings, systems, infrastructure and teaching are ready for the start of semester. Students have kept the faith turning up on campus, back in residence halls and in digital spaces to connect with each other, with staff and with the university. Some early feedback from students includes the very natural concerns that students have every year, such as adapting to new ways of studying and settling into university life. There are also more specific concerns for the current context, including how to find ways to connect with other students, avoiding isolation and uncertainty about new ways of learning digitally. And certainly experiences over the last few weeks have raised the bar in terms of the challenges we're facing as a community. But comments from students also reflect the positivity and creativity we shouldn't be surprised to see. The excitement they're experiencing from arriving on campus. Students talking about ways to proactively seek out contact with others and describing how they will make the most of any in-person opportunities they have. I'm starting semester one hopeful thanks to reading and listening to what students are saying and seeing the stunning artwork created by students for this month's Teaching Masses blogs.